Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach. And on occasion, I'll be joined by Nick Hansen, Doug Simcock, and Eric Thompson. On this podcast, we want to talk about how to create great work-life balance and epic customer service in the real estate industry. We hope you enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask a Windermere Coach. This is where we talk about some of the toughest real estate questions and provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions. And today, I have the esteemed uh, Larry Kendall uh, with the group and Ninja Selling. Larry, how are you? I'm good. <clears throat> Thanks, Michael. I appreciate you inviting me to be on your podcast. It's an well, honor I, to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here. Last time we had you on, Larry, I got to tell you, listenership goes way up. So you're 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 a legend <laughs> out there, the, the myth of <laughs> legend. Um, for those of you listening, real quickly, just to give you a little background on Larry Kendall, um, I've known Larry for quite some time. So, uh, I think, Larry, we met in 2010, but Larry has a master's uh, in business administration from Kansas City uh, U- uh, University. He's been in real estate for 48 years, one of the founders of the group out of Fort Collins, Colorado. And Larry, what's what's the agent count there now as of today? Right at 200 agents. Right at 200 agents. Mm-hmm. And this is the, the I love this, 80,000 ninjas. And I think we've probably gone over that number now, haven't we? Yeah, we're over 90,000 now, I think, Michael. Yeah. And uh, you also uh, published your book, Ninja Selling, in 2017, which, by the way, Inman said is the best book for real estate. Uh, and you got an Axiom Award as well. I, and I have to tell you, when there are new people coming into the business, and I just had a, a, someone who just got out of high school, and they said, how do I get started in real estate? I said, there's one book you need to read, and then come talk to me. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Selling. <laughs> <laughs> so, Larry, uh, one of the things I want to talk about, and um, I, I think you you can say it, I guess, we talk about this, why we exist. What's what's that quote you have? Can you share that with the with the Listeners. Well, you know, it, it, we need to <clears throat> kind of our North Star as a ninja is, you know, why do we exist and what's our role? And so we believe that we exist to help our clients go from the life they have to the life they dream about. And uh, <clears throat> a good example of what that means philosophy, philosophically and energy wise is you, if you have two uh, realtors going on a listing appointment, the typical realtor, what's their goal on a listing appointment? It's to get the listing or really to get the money. And if you're a ninja, your goal on that listing appointment is to help uh, these clients get from the life they have to the life they dream about, help them get to the next chapter of their life. And so let me ask you this. If you were a seller and you had, you were interviewing these two realtors, which one would you feel more comfortable with was really looking out for your interest? It would obviously be the ninja who is there to help you get to the next chapter of your life, not there just to get the listing or to get the money or, or whatever. And I think the uh, tied into that then is our role is to be a proactive trusted advisor. And those three words, uh, proactive means uh, we make things happen. We call them first. Uh, Trusted means that we uh, put their interest first. 
Um, clearly, if our goal is to help them get to the next chapter of their lives, we're putting their interest first. If our goal is to get the listing, we're putting our interest first. And so um, a proactive trust and then advisor, somebody who really has the deep smarts, knows the market, knows all the options that are available for a seller, which kind of ties into uh, the iBuyer discussion, which is one of the options that uh, is available to many sellers. Now, uh, uh, not all because uh, iBuyers aren't in all markets, but if they're in your market, you need to be um, up to speed on, on that. So that can be, you can be a trusted, uh, proactive trusted advisor. Well, and I love that response too. And I also think for me, uh, the foundation, the base foundation of that is relationships, right? And we talk about that all the time is that if Absolutely. a proactive trusted advisor is not built on the transactions, not built on getting a listing or getting a deal. So they say it's based on a building relationship. So this brings us to this next question. So uh, I just taught at Ninja just recently. We have a brand new manual, which is beautiful. And uh, in there, we have a pre-listing interview and there's a new question. And it says, have you considered go, uh, uh, selling to an iBuyer? And uh, I have a lot of pushback. I've, I just went through it. I mean, the first time I went through it, I had agents in the room going crazy. Like, why would you ask that? Wouldn't that convince them to go with an iBuyer? And we don't have iBuyers in our area. So what's the fear? I mean, what, what are the elements of why we don't like this? And then we can kind of unpack iBuyers a little bit. Sure, you bet. Well, first of all, I think we should define iBuyer. You know, sometimes it's considered a, an internet buyer or an institutional buyer, but uh, it really started with the term of an instant buyer that you could uh, fill out a form on a on a on a on your computer, submit it to a, a a company, and they would instantly or fairly instantly within 24 hours they would give you an offer uh, to buy your home. And uh, <clears throat> the last time I looked, uh, I buyers and they're they're usually Wall Street type companies with uh, deep pockets. They're only operating in maybe 25 to 30 markets uh, in the United States, and so they may not be in your market and. Um, but that isn't to say that they won't be because they're growing pretty rapidly. And the first market that they went into was uh, uh, Phoenix. And they've been in that market for a number of years. And the last report that I, I read on, on the iBuyer market in Phoenix is now they're so common that 40% of all sellers in the Phoenix market consider an iBuyer. So uh, this is not a time for us to stick our heads in the sand and ignore this. And, um, you know, that question in the pre-listing interview is an optional question. If iBuyers aren't in your market, you wouldn't ask that question. But if they are in that market, we would encourage you uh, to get up to speed on how they work and, um, and uh, be prepared to be the proactive trusted advisor. Yes. And I actually looked it up. I just looked up some of the top iBuyer companies that are out there, just in case people are wondering who they might be. And Open Door, is, is one that's there. Uh, OfferPad is another one. Homey is a newer one that's out there. And then Redfin now actually has an iBuyer program as well. And they're, an, uh, they're a licensed broker, right? I mean, and so they even have a, an option uh, for that as well. And I know Redfin's in a lot of markets uh, around the United States right now. Well, and, and a lot of companies are uh, creating their own uh, iBuyer programs. Uh, what's interesting to me is there's all this... Uh, excitement about uh, this is supposedly some sort of uh, big disruptor in our market. And yet um, our real estate company was founded in 1976. And uh, our very first year, we created what we called a guaranteed sale program. Uh, we now call it a guaranteed move program. It's basically an iBuyer program. Uh, if your house doesn't sell, we'll buy it. Uh, you go out and pick out the house you want to buy. 
And uh, you can write a, a, a contract that's not contingent upon the sale of your home because we've given you a guarantee on that home. And if it doesn't sell, we'll buy it and you'll close. And we've had that program for over 40 years and have, I don't know if we've done thousands, but certainly hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of those transactions. Well, the current uh, the modern iBuyer is just a, a modern version of that. That's all. Right. So this is not anything new. And I'm, I'm watching uh, companies, especially um, some of the ninja companies that are, I think are, 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 are market leaders uh, in, in, in change and, you know, embracing change rather than hiding from it. Uh, they're, they're creating their own iBuyer programs. Um, and, uh, and so then what they can do with a seller is they can say, let, let us show you what Open Door will do, what OfferPad will do, uh, what Knock will do. Um, what we can do, and then what you could expect on an, on an open market sale. That's truly giving options to your seller. And that's truly being their proactive trusted advisor when you can do that. Well, and I think, and, and so one of the things I was, would ask is why, why is their industry not embracing it or giving such a strong pushback? I mean, what, what's causing that? Yeah, there's pushback. Um, you experienced it in the class that you taught. I experienced it in an Ninja Leadership Institute where we had 60 company owners and managers from about 20 different states. And I brought the topic up and boy, they didn't want to hear about it. There was a tremendous pushback. Um, in my research, I think there's really uh, three things that are three fears, I would say, <clears throat> that are driving uh, the pushback. Number one fear is fear of the unknown. Uh, this has changed. Uh, uh, we're also busy right now just trying to do the business. We haven't had time to really research and look into it like we like we need to. So fear of the unknown would be one. The second fear that I hear is fear that I'm going to lose my commission. That if uh, my seller uh, goes with an iBuyer, uh, I'll, I'll lose my commission. Uh, and third fear is I'll lose control. Uh, I'll, <clears throat> I'll lose control of the transaction. I'll lose control of, of my relationship. Uh, I won't be uh, the center of the transaction. I'll be, a si I'll be on the sidelines watching this. Uh, and what I'd like to do is go through and explore those three fears uh, each uh, individually, because what I found in my research is that they're all three unfounded. And um, uh, I've interviewed uh, ninjas all over the United States who have been doing iBuyer transactions very successfully. And I'd like to share uh, their, their story. I love that. And, and, and I always know this. I mean, just ninja in itself is that when we are in the unknown, we're not confident. We, we, won't, we won't go out and do things. So let's get clear. I would love for people to understand how to address these fears in case one of these fears is something that they're experiencing. So what about the first one, the unknown? Yeah, fear of the unknown. I think uh, uh, our industry is, is pretty resistant to, uh, to change. Um, <laughs> I'll give you an example uh, from way back when we first started our real estate company in 1976. I read a report uh, that the public... One of the things they didn't like about real estate advertising was that the uh, uh, realtors wouldn't include the address or the price in their advertising. So they had these beautiful photos and this information, but where the heck is this house and how much is it? <clears throat> and that uh, they also found in that study that if you would put in the price and the address, um, you wouldn't get as many calls, but the calls you got would be higher quality and you'd have more uh, appointments. So we made a commitment, Very our very first ad that went out on Sunday, the big Sunday full-page yep, ad. There I remember those. The, you remember those? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we we made a commitment as a company we will always advertise both price and uh, and address <clears throat> that first ad came out there was such a furor and pushback within our industry oh right we had uh, three real estate companies file an ethics complaint at the board of realtors against us claiming that that was an unfair trade practice <laughs> <laughs> So I think some of this is just a fear of change, fear of the unknown. And I think one way to, oops, um, uh, my, my, I had a little bit of my computer there. No Michael, I, apologize. I think one, I think this podcast is one of the efforts to try to clarify and help people get comfortable with that. And so I'm hopeful that um, uh, after we go through this, uh, people will be more comfortable with it. They'll embrace it. And I, I just really encourage everybody. This is not a, a, a phenomenon. This is a trend. This is a structural change. It's something we're going to have in our industry. It may not be in your market yet. It will be at some point. Um, uh, as a ninja, you need to be aware of it and uh, embrace it and figure out how to work with it. So that and would then, be number one. And at the end, I'll, we'll give, I'll give a couple of uh, ideas of where I know the one book we'll talk about, but where we can give some ideas of where they can go get more information to better, just to know it better, just to understand Absolutely. it. Yep. All right, what, what about, so losing commissions. So let's talk about that. So agents are afraid, oh my gosh, if, I, if I, they go with iBuyer, then I'm, I'm out, right? I'm cut out. Yeah. The only way you'll be cut out is if you stick your head in the sand and, and you don't make the call. So the way, uh, the way it should work is you, you uh, in your pre-listing interview, you ask, uh, and it's right after that question, have you ever considered going for sale by owner? And then the next question is, have you ever considered selling to an institutional investor or iBuyer? And if they say, what's that? <clears throat> Which is what they'll say most of the time. What is that? Yep. Or uh, <clears throat> no, we haven't uh, considered that. You say, well, if it's all right with you, let me... Uh, <clears throat> Let me make uh, uh, some requests for you and let's see what, uh, what's available. And I'll go over that with you when we get together. So <clears throat> you would enter uh, at that point uh, into um, either the iBuyer website or into a, a website we call uh, in a minute, we're going to talk about called Zavi. Mm -hmm. You would enter the address of the property. You would enter your email address. And once you've entered the address of the property and your email address, and especially if you already have the property listed. Now, you may not have it listed, but they will. if you have the property listed, they will honor your listing. If you don't have the property uh, listed, but you enter the address and your email, they'll honor you and you'll get paid. Uh, if you stick your head in the sand and don't do that, and they hear those ads on the radio or they get the flyer from Open Door and they check it out on their own, you probably aren't going to get paid. Are you, are you with yeah, me? You, so yeah, you, you can get paid if you're a proactive trusted advisor. If you uh, try to, you know, avoid it, uh, hope that it doesn't happen, hope that it goes away and it happens, then, then that's the only case in which you, in which you wouldn't be paid. Uh, in, in interviewing ninjas all over the country, they've all been paid. Um, <clears throat> uh, probably one of the more successful uh, ninjas is, is Sonia. Um, Guardado in Austin, Texas. Uh, Sonia did, uh, well, first of all, she did 52 transactions last year. So she's a, a strong producer. She, nine of those transactions were iBuyer transactions. Wow. And um, uh, most of them were done with Open Door, although she did some with others. Open Door is the largest 
iBuyer in the market. So you're probably going to be dealing with them at some point. She likes dealing with them. She says they're the, in her opinion, the easiest to work with. I'll go into some reasons in a minute. On her very first transaction, she received 1%, uh, uh, basically a referral fee at the time she registered uh, her client's address and another 2% at closing. So she received 3%. Most, in most cases, if you're, again, being proactive, key word here, right. um, you're going to get a- around 3%. Uh, <clears throat> now, in, in the case of Open Door, she didn't realize it, but on her, <clears throat> on her next transaction, she got 3% plus $1,000 bonus. Wow. What was the $1,000 bonus for? Uh, for being a repeat customer. Oh, wow. Okay. And on the next, on the next one, she got a, a bigger bonus. And on the last one that she did last year, she received 5%. Wow. So this idea of let's run, stick our head in the sands and, and because we're worried that we're going to uh, lose our commission. The only way you can lose your commission <laughs> is if you don't embrace and, and, and become the proactive advisor. Right. Now, um, the, I was talking with Abby Boding, and uh, she's a, uh, a ninja at the group in our company in Fort Collins, and she received on her first transaction with Open Door uh, 3% uh, plus $2,500. Wow. Now, the $2,500 is what they would normally pay to somebody kind of as a referral fee, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Abby already had the property listed, um, and they honored her 3% uh, commission. And they also paid her the 2,500. So they've been very, very good. They, they want to work with the real estate industry. Right. It's the real estate industry that's got the problem, not the that's pushing back. And, you know, I want to I want to roll back <clears throat> for a second because this comes up a lot. And I think this is great for the ninjas that are listening or the agents that are listening when they're doing that question. We have a lot of people say, well, why would I ask that question of have you, have you ever considered going with iBuyers? Because I'm just going to convince them to go with iBuyers. I would love your response on that because that's one thing that I hear a lot. And what it does is there's this doubt in people's minds. And so they don't ask the question and then, and then they're stuck because now they're there and they don't, and this person did consider that. Well, let me give you again, example from Sonia. Um, She asked that question. Uh, Most of, uh, most of her, uh, not all, but most of her sellers are not familiar with iBuyers. And she says, well, my job as your, as your advisor is to bring you options as to what's available to you in the marketplace. So if it's all right with you, I will request uh, from the iBuyers uh, a pricing. And my goal will be to sit down with you and show you what your options are. And um, in one case, and, and what's interesting in all, the, in all of the ninjas that I interviewed, um, if you have three or four, let's say uh, iBuyer offers, there's a wide range. Uh, it's not unusual to have an eighty or ninety thousand dollar range uh, on, let's say, a seven hundred thousand dollar house. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you'll have low offers, you'll have high offers, you'll have some offers in, in many cases that are above market. Okay, mm-hmm. um, generally, I buyers would like to buy houses at about fifteen percent below the market. Their basic uh, model is wholesale retail. Uh, right. Let's buy it at, at, at wholesale. Uh, 15% below the market. Let's maybe do some cosmetic fix up. Let's sell it uh, at market or maybe even a little bit above market. So that's their, their basic um, uh, strategy. They use algorithms to come up with prices. And sometimes those algorithms aren't very accurate. 
in, in Sonia's case, <clears throat> uh, the most extreme example, <clears throat> she laid out to her seller um, uh, three options, three iBuyer options, as well as an open market option. And one of the iBuyers, uh, actually it was open door, was $92,000 above market. Wow. <laughs> and she, she obviously recommended that they take that offer. And uh, she tracked that property. Later, uh, Open Door sold that property for $102,000 loss. Wow. Okay. Yep. She can't tell you how ecstatic her seller was to have a realtor who went into the marketplace, solicited offers on their behalf, and presented them one of those offers just happened to be $92,000 above the market. Exactly. They think, they think Sonia walks on water. Right. They think Sonia truly is in their corner looking out for them. She's their proactive, trusted advisor. That would have never happened had she not asked that back to why do you ask that question? Well, are you there for your seller? If you are, it's, it's your responsibility to take care of your sellers and, and, and find as many options that are available for them as possible. You know, they may even prefer the below market option if it's more convenient for them or it's faster for them or it's more uh, uh, reliable for them. It's as we say in Ninja, we control the process, they control that decision. So this is part of your process. And well, well, and I think, Larry, on that, one thing I want to interject, too, is that um, so many times this goes back to the scarcity mindset. Agents are looking at everybody as a transaction. And Sonia, the way she's operating, you know, we talk about everybody has four referrals to give us every year. I mean, think about the referrals that come from her level of service and connection with that client moving forward. I mean, they're singing her praises now to their circle of friends, to their carousels, if you will, that we talk about. And so she's you know, using this tool is not just, hey, you got to learn about iBuyers. Using this tool is to build a, a full circle business where you're getting referral business coming in from your clients because they're satisfied with the service you provided in whatever case that is. Absolutely. Uh, uh, she's got raving fans Yeah, uh, because of, of what she's doing. Interesting side story on Sonia. I heard about Sonia through uh, uh, Garrett Fry, who, who runs our Ninja Coaching Program. Sonia is, a, uh, is coached by Matt Benelli, who's a Ninja Coach. And where I heard about it was Garrett says, would you put together something on iBuyers? Because we have a lot of questions about it. And there's a lot of fear about it. And um, uh, he mentioned Sonia was very active in, uh, with iBuyers. And he also said that uh, her broker had forbidden her to do iBuyers. Wow. And had found out that she was doing iBuyers, was furious, uh, uh, told her to stop doing that. Uh, and she, all she had to do to convince her broker was to sit down and walk him through the unknown, mm -hmm. clarify how it worked, showed that she was getting paid, and showed in this one case that she made her seller $92,000 above market. All at once, her broker became, you know, not only a, 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 a okay with it, but became a fan. Yeah, got got clear. Got clear. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That well that and that's that's the piece. So so the unknown, we'll talk about that in a minute, losing commission. So we know now that you're involved. What about this losing control? Is there this fear that they're going to not they're not going to have control of the of the situation? Yeah, and and I uh, you know the the kind of the thinking is, oh, well the the open door will step in, just take this transaction and run with it and what am I supposed to do? 
you know, sit on the sidelines and, and pray that they pay me a commission? Is that, is that my role? Not at all. Um, think of your role is exactly the same as when you're orchestrating a closing on your listing with a cooperating broker who has the buyer. It's the same thing. You're going to be, again, representing your seller, negotiating on their behalf, but now you're negotiating with Open Door or with OfferPad or whoever the iBuyer is. And there's a lot of details, as we all know. Um, (laughs) The biggest challenge uh, in this market is getting from contract to closing. Yes. You know, there's a lot of details. Um, There's a lot involved in in negotiating. You know, the iBuyer is going to have inspections. You're going to negotiate inspections. They're going to want to modify uh, their offer based on those inspections. They're going to, um, they have fees that are subject to negotiation. They all uh, typically have their own title company. Um, and I've heard uh, that is one of the areas that is um, uh, a challenge for a lot of the ninjas is uh, that title company uh, isn't a local title company and they don't really know the local nuances. And sometimes you have to educate them and I was talking with Abby about her most recent transaction. I said, well, Abby, let me ask you this. How would this compare, uh, uh, you know, ne- uh, negotiating and, and managing the details of a transaction from contract to close with open door versus with just another broker uh, and a buyer? Uh, is, it, is it the same amount of work? Is it more work? Is it, are you on the sidelines? Or are you still at the center and, 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 and you know, key to your, to your client. And she says, Oh, you're absolutely at the center. And she said, there's a lot more detail uh, to it than there is in a typical transaction. Uh, In her case, uh, she felt it was more work. And the reason is because uh, her seller was an investor who was wanting to do a 1031 exchange. So there was a lot involved with the iBuyers title company. Uh, They weren't familiar with 1031 exchanges. She had to do a tutorial for them on, on what needed to happen. Are you with me? Yeah, sure. And, and so, you know, you're not going to, you're still in the driver's seat. Uh, right. You're not in the back of the bus and they're driving the bus. You're still in the, in, you're in, still in the driver's seat. Yeah, I, I love that. And so, um, I, so I'd ask you this, if you think about it, right, if we work through this, what are the, how are people going to get more informed? What, what's some of the best ways for them to get up to speed and understanding, you know, so they can have, be knowledgeable when they're talking to their sellers? Well, I think uh, obviously watching uh, this podcast is helpful. Um, uh, I think, um, uh, are you going to mention Kenny Klaus's uh, book? Yes, the, the, it's the second edition of Secrets of the Top Selling Agent, right? And specifically, I think it's chapter 10, correct? Yes. Yeah, Kenny Klaus is a top, uh, top producing realtor in the Phoenix area. I mentioned earlier, Phoenix was the first place that iBuyers came. And uh, immediately there was a, a fear and, and pushback and running away. And Kenny decided, I'm going to embrace this and I'm going to figure it out. And uh, so in this book, uh, in chapter 10, he describes how to work with iBuyers. And I think it's, a, you know, it's written up and it's great. Uh, we're going to do this podcast. Um, we'll be doing some other things from, from Ninja standpoint to try to educate the industry, uh, specifically the ninjas. I think the ninjas can really... Uh, uh, use this as a tool to, uh, to do a better job for our clients to do more business. I think it's an opportunity to do more business. And um, so I think those are important. And, and I think the easiest way for you to learn it is jump in the pool. Um, 
you know, uh, ask the question, um, uh, solicit uh, uh, offers from my buyers, and learn learn the process. Uh, if you need to set one of your transactions, one of your sellers up as a uh, as your beta test, you know, to learn this, uh, do that. One other uh, option, one other tool for you that we haven't talked about is um, is a, a company called Zavi, and that's Z-A-V-V-I-E, Zavi. And um, uh, what Zavi will do is, you know, uh, Sonia in Austin, she had to um, go into each iBuyer's website and, and load in the address and her email. Uh, so I think uh, on her first transaction, she had five iBuyers that she uh, had to go into five websites, load in five, uh, the information on five properties. Uh, in some cases, she had to send photos, et cetera. Um, uh, it turned out on her first one, uh, two of those dropped out. Uh, she later ended up with three um, uh, iBuyer offers. But if you subscribe to Zavi, you load it into the Zavi website. Zavi knows the iBuyers in your market. You don't have to say, well, who are they in my market? Zavi knows. They will go to those iBuyers in your market and they will uh, request offers on that property. And then they'll put it all in a template, uh, which shows what the options are for a seller. So I buyer A, here's what they're willing to do. Here's the net. I buyer B, here's the net. I buyer C, here's the net. Open market sale. You fill that out as to you know what you think uh, it will bring in the open market. <clears throat> it's a beautiful way to do it. And uh, um, I would I would encourage again uh, as far as fear of the unknown, getting to know this. Uh, check out uh, Zavi. Go to their website. Check it out. Um, if you're a ninja and you subscribe to Ninja U, uh, go to Ninja U. There's a, um, a video, a very nice interview with Lane Hornick, who's the founder of Zavi. Yep. And uh, walks through step by step why this, uh, you know, how this works, why it's important, and really <clears throat> doesn't talk that much about uh, the software. Talks more about how if if you don't bring this topic up yep. then all at once in in your pre-listing interview if they've received that postcard or if they've re- if they hear something on the radio how does that make you look all at once it looks like you're not their tr- you're not really in their corner you're not really their trusted advisor and it and it really hurts your credibility which hurts your relationship and so um, i think i think this is important that we know what our tools are um, and that we become proactive. I totally agree. And I will put in the show notes, the Ninja U link so that anybody wants to go to that um, and listen to Lane's, I watched it video. It's a great video. He does a great job. I'll also put a link uh, if they want to know more about Zavi in there uh, and then also to the book. And so Larry, just to kind of recap here. So as we go through this, um, you did, we were talking at the beginning, um, you know, iBuyers are in those markets that, like you said, are kind of the median, not the median markets, but the hot markets and not maybe right now in the really high end market. Um, and that's yet we're yet to see that. So if you're in some of those markets and you're listening to this, it's something you want to get become aware of. Right. I mean, they're they're not everywhere, so to speak. Yeah. And they're not probably going to be in the luxury markets or uh, the resort markets. Um, they really like to stay in, in what they call mainstream markets, you know, a mainstream price ranges. Um, although they'll, they'll go above the average sales price. I mean, um, you know, our average sales price in our market is, um, is around 
25,000. Uh, we've seen I buyers at 700,000, 800,000, you know, so uh, they'll go above uh, the average, but they're not probably going to be, uh, you know, buying $2 million homes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. At least in the short run. Yeah. Number two is don't stick your head in the sand. <laughs> you know, <laughs> use some of the tools we talked about here today. Uh, learn about it, get educated on it, understand it because you need to be that trusted advisor to your clients. And last but not least, I love making it easy. Figure out tools that are going to help you streamline the delivery of the message to the seller in the event that they say, yeah, that's something that we've considered. Well, and I think uh, uh, another benefit of, of embracing iBuyers is this. In Sonia's case, well, first of all, let's talk about the market generally. The market is locked up in many ways. There are people that would like to, to buy a new home but they don't know mechanically how they're going to do that because they can't, they can't go in the marketplace and compete if they're making a contingency contract. Right. Uh, there are other choices to sell their house first and then hope that they can go into the market and find a house, but the market's moving so fast. They're worried they'll be homeless. And so the market is what I call it's locked up uh, in that regard. What this does is it unlocks that market. Mm-hmm. And it actually creates for you transactions that you may not have had before. Uh, in Sonia's case, uh, she feels that those nine iBuyer sellers that, you know, that, that, uh, that she worked with, that also, those nine clients were able to go out and buy right. in the marketplace. So they became buyers. And, and so really, it, 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 it created for her uh, an additional nine transactions, or maybe even created 18 transactions that she wouldn't have had otherwise. And um, I think the other uh, uh, iteration of iBuyers that we should probably talk a little bit about is what's now being called power buyers mm-hmm. and uh, or bridge buyers. Uh, this is a little bit different uh, angle, uh, but it's the same idea. And that is that rather than guaranteeing or buying uh, your seller's house, they'll say, why don't you go out and pick out a house? Uh, go, go pick out your house. We'll, we'll pre-qualify you. We'll go out and buy that house for you on your behalf. On your behalf. For cash. Okay. We'll negotiate as a cash buyer on your behalf. We'll buy that house. Then we'll come back and give you a chance to sell your house. We'll even offer you a guarantee if we need to on your house. Uh, once your house is sold, then we'll turn around and sell you the house that we bought on your behalf. Right. Uh, in some cases, they'll, uh, they'll actually buy the property. In some cases, they'll loan you the money uh, as, a, uh, uh, as a bridge loan. Uh, but there's a lot of iterations on this. This is a new area uh, for all of us that we need to be aware of, and we need to be on it and, uh, and, and be leaders, uh, uh, not laggards in this, because I think there's as we're as we're learning from from Sonia or or uh, uh, Abby, um, uh, Barb Imes. I talked to Barb Imes. Many of you may know Barb because she created a little form on how to negotiate or how to prepare your buyers for negotiation that we teach in the Ninja installation. Mm-hmm. She's a, a, a very what I call advanced ninja. The, the the they're embracing this. They're learning about it. They're using it, and it's and it's working for their clients. And it's really working great for them. Well, and you bring it up. I mean, the market has created some new nuances in terms of challenges for the client. And if we can figure out and provide a solution that's amicable for both sides and actually still puts the agent in the center of the, of the transaction, 
it's going to benefit everybody all around. Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. Uh, some of the ninjas that I've talked to who were frankly nervous or scared a little bit of iBuyers, but once they've gotten into it and learned it, now they're leveraging it. They're doing more business because of it. They're, they're doing a better job for their, for their sellers and they're actually promoting it now. Uh, Barb Imes was so excited. She's now creating postcards right. to mail out to her database. Hey, let me show you another way. Let me show you the options that are available to you. Um, uh, so I think that's great, you know? Well, and I think there are, I think there are sellers sitting at home with that fear that you just came up with that, you know, what are we going to do? You know, inventories, it's not low inventory. We have high buyer demand because all of it's getting eaten up. But the fact of the matter is, is, you know, if I can't find a house, then maybe I don't want to sell right now. And if you have somebody who uh, offers up an option or a solution to that concern, right, you all of a sudden become very valuable. Absolutely. You become, uh, our goal is for you to become invaluable. Yes, invaluable. (laughs) So valuable that that they would never consider of doing anything in real estate without you. Exactly. Uh, You have the deep smarts. Yep. Yep. I agree. I agree. Well, anything else, Larry, on this topic that anything else comes to mind that you want to share just to make sure that everybody kind of has a full understanding of iBuyer or and like you just said, power buyer? Uh, Just a couple of things. I I think that uh, I mentioned power buyers. You know, the most common ones are Homeward, uh, Orchard, and Knock. Uh, you may be hearing uh, those uh, either on advertising or in, in, in flyers. Your clients may be hearing about those. Homeward uh, is one company. Orchard is another. And then, and then Knock. Um, those, uh, uh, those may be coming to you on the, uh, uh, you may be aware of those. I think the only other thing is to um, uh Remember our, our North Star, which is we're here to help our people get from where they are to where they want to go. And we, are, we need to be their proactive trusted advisor, which means we look out for them and we bring options for them. Uh, we are smart enough in the market. We've, this is a new tool that's available uh, for our clients, and we're going to learn about it and bring it to them. And if we can benefit them, it'll benefit us as well. I agree. And, and I want to uh, just one last thing on that to- topic, Larry, and just get your take on it. But I loved it in that in that Ninja U interview where Peter interviewed Lane. Um, he said, you know, if you're not addressing this and this is something in their mind, they're going to circumvent you after that meeting and go find out about it. And they're going to find somebody who's going to answer that question. Whoever answers that question becomes their choice. Absolutely. And you don't want to open that gate. Yep. Yep. You know, that's just, and so being, being, being the, uh, you know, the trusted advisor, having the most information and being able to address whatever their concerns are, but do it, but having something up front, going back to why we started this whole podcast, the question, new question in the previous interview, have you considered going with an iBuyer? Ask the question if it's, if it's applicable in your area where you know that that could be a potential obstacle that you're going to have to address. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. You got it, Michael. All right. Well, hey, Larry, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know that you're going to go now ski today, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's a beautiful, uh, what we call bluebird day. The sun's bluebird out. Day. Uh, we just had fresh snow, so should be good. Well, hey, Larry, I'm grateful for you. Again, dear friend, great mentor to me. I want to thank you for sharing your wisdom today on our podcast. And for our listeners out there, uh, let us know if we're hitting the mark. Uh, Let us know if you like what we're putting out there. Rate us, uh, pass us on. And as we always end our podcast, everybody be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Larry, thank you again for your time. My pleasure. Thanks, Michael. 
All right, everybody. Talk to you later. Well, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you found it useful or helpful, please feel free to share it and also give us a rating. Also, if you think that Windermere Coaching might be right for you, please feel free to just look us up at windermerecoaching.com. And we'll end by saying this, be awesome and help someone. Make it a great day.